Good morning, and welcome to A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM WDWS. For nearly seven decades, Champaign-Urbana's daily gathering spot for conversation, dialogue, and ideas. You can join it on the phone, via text, or online. Our phone number is 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Or email us at talk at wdws.com. Now... Here's your host, Brian Barnhart. All right, we are back in studio today on a penny for your thoughts. We were out at the uh, NAMI golf outing yesterday. Had a good time on the Monday morning quarterback show. It's a Tuesday now. Good to have you with us on a penny for your thoughts. 217-356-9397. As you heard Gene mention is the uh, phone number. Text line at 217-351-5357. And you can email us, talk at WDWS.com. We're on a penny for your thoughts here this morning. I have just an hour because we've got Paul Rudy on the money. And, of course, the news came out this morning about inflation. So that uh, is driving the stock market down at the moment. I think it's down about 700 points. So that'll be a topic for discussion, I'm sure, along the way in the second hour. Tomorrow, we'll have Justice Robert Steigman. Later in the week, uh, Terrence Stuber, who's a candidate for Champaign County Clerk. And then we've got a guest from OSF coming up on Friday, and we'll have some open line time. Uh, Jim Dye will join me at 9 o'clock in the first hour on Friday. And then we move along, zip along into uh, a short game week next week. No football game this Saturday, of course, a bye week for Illinois. We'll be joined uh, here in this hour coming up by Judge Sam Lamentato. He is a uh, circuit judge in Champaign County. He's also running for that seat. He was appointed to it a couple of years ago. And uh, we'll talk to him for the next hour, learn about his career and being a judge, and he's in family law, and uh, we'll just kind of see what uh, what's going on with him. Judge Sam Limentado coming up here in the first hour today. Hope you'll make a stop at the uh, Beef House at some point, the Beef House in Covington, Indiana, exit 4, just inside the Indiana State Line. We went by there a couple of times, did not have a chance to eat there for the game in Indiana, but there'll be other chances along the way this year. So stop by and say hi to Bob and Bonnie Wright at the Beef House in Covington, Indiana, exit 4, just inside the Indiana state line. The Beef House, one of our great sponsors here. They're all great sponsors on A Penny for Your Thoughts. All right, we're back with the judge here in a moment on A Penny for Your Thoughts. Stay tuned. So- Nine twelve on September the 13th here on A Penny for Your Thoughts. 217-356-9397 is our number. And pleased to be joined and honored to be joined by Judge Sam Limentado who is with us today. How are you? Doing well. Thanks Good. for having me this morning, yeah. Brian. I appreciate it. Yeah, you've been, you've been, I see your signs everywhere. I've, you've, you've made the rounds. Well, I've been thankful for all the support, so that's... Uh, that's been very reassuring that uh, people want uh, me to continue serving them mm-hmm. as their circuit judge. Now, you were appointed in 2020. It's been about two years, right? It has. It's been over two years. Okay. In May of 2020 is when the uh, Illinois Supreme Court made their unanimous bipartisan appointment of me, and uh, I was sworn in on August 3rd, 2020, 
to begin my service as circuit judge here in mm-hmm. Champaign County. Did you grow up around here? No, I grew mm-hmm. up in the Chicago area. Okay. I'm the son of uh, uh, two immigrants, Italian immigrants. They they grew up only eight kilometers apart in the, in the mountains of Sicily, um, one on the mountaintop, one in the valley, but they had to meet when they were here in the United States, thanks to Italian aunts who loved to do matchmaking. <laughs> and here you are, and you have, uh, is it five? Five children, children yeah. uh, here that we've all raised here in Champaign County, my wife Cindy and I, and uh, we're thankful for that. They range from 26 to 18, four boys and one girl. We like to say we don't have any more children. We have only voters now in our home, so it's good timing for me. <laughs> it is. Tell me about your wife. She is, uh, she's been amazing, and she is a nurse, mm-hmm. and she worked at Carl for many years, and uh, then now currently works for the Champaign Unit 4 School District as a building nurse for one of the elementary schools. Mm-hmm. I know that uh, in the Champaign, how many circuit judges are there? There are Champaign. six serving in okay. the Champaign County Courthouse, and then there are five associate judges. So okay. we have 11 judges serving the people of Champaign County directly. Mm-hmm. And what's the difference between a circuit judge and an associate judge? Well, the circuit what? judges are appointed uh, often, as it was in my case, and then they have to be elected. And then the associate judges are selected by the circuit judges. Hmm. Okay. Well, I know that uh, being a judge, um, you know, you have to run, I guess, for the fir- at least the first time, right? Is that how it works? That, that's the for- system we have yeah, here in Illinois. Yeah. It's a little unique. We're uh, one of only several states that does it this way, where you have a judge who's merit-selected uh, through the appointment process and then has to go before the voters and has to declare a party in order to run, mm-hmm. which seems uh, to, to be a little contrary to what the, the judicial oath is and to be impartial, but that's the system, and, and I work within it. And mm-hmm. so... This first time around could be an open seat election where someone can can contest a sitting judge like myself. Uh, but after that, then you most often what people see on the ballot is a retention question mm-hmm. where the only the name of the judge is there and then yes or no. Yeah. But in this case, uh, it has to be a Republican or a Democrat, which I've always thought strange for A, for judges, B, for like a sheriff or for whatever, a county coroner. I just don't I, that always seems strange to me that it. But that's like you say. That's the system we have. It's it's the the practicalities of it uh, compel that, and uh, and what takes place is it is a little different because if you think of your normal life, uh, if you came into the courtroom and your first question was what's your political affiliation, yeah. that you you probably should turn around and run the other way. <laughs> yeah. But uh, that you know goes with any uh, profession or any service. If you, you you have your child, you're bringing to the emergency room. You're not asking the doctor whether they're a Republican mm-hmm. or a Democrat, you're asking if they're qualified mm-hmm. and can they get the job done and will they work hard. Yeah. So Ju- I think the same question applies to judges. Judge Sam Lamentato is with us here for the hour. Any comments, thoughts uh, you'd like to pass along, phone calls, emails, texts, all welcome here as we visit with him uh, for this hour. Paul Rudy and On the Money coming up at uh, 10 o'clock. So as you campaign, um, I assume you campaign differently for this position than you would for some other position. Or what, what can you say? What can you? What, what's the tendency when you're running for something like this? When I was interviewed by uh, Supreme Court Justice Rita Garma, who just recently retired, right. she said, "Really, the only thing you can promise uh, is to work hard and basically create a level playing field, treat everyone fairly and respectfully, and and to apply the law." For for me, it's very different than any other position, and I've never run for political office before. Mm-hmm. But and I knew this would be part of uh, 
the job when I took it is to to really focus on following the law, not whether I agreed with it or not, not whether I thought it was passed by someone in a similar party or not, but to apply it. That's the judicial oath to support mm-hmm. the that's, laws of the state of Illinois. That's the oath you take when when you take the position. Whose seat did you uh, were you appointed to? Uh, Judge Heidi Ladd. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, it, big shoes to fill in terms of a reputation for sure. So I'm thankful for this opportunity to, to serve the people of Champaign County. Well, when you think about it, um, and I've been on the air now in town here for 20 years. When you think about it, the turnover in from Judge Jones, DeFanis, Judge Ladd, uh, Blockman, Judge Blockman, there's been a lot of turnover in the last five, six years, I think. Well, right? all 11 judges yeah. that serve in Champaign County have turned over in the last seven years, so a bit mm-hmm. of a generational shift. We've lost a lot of uh, judicial experience during that time, but we we have a, a great group now that uh, – is is working diligently and and following mm-hmm. the laws of the state of Illinois. And your area in the courtroom is? I am uh, in, placed as the presiding judge over the family law division. Mm-hmm. So that involves uh, what you imagine in terms of allocation of parenting time and responsibilities, which is formerly known as custody. Uh, I am in charge of the good news areas, uh, weddings and adoptions. So the, yeah. that sort of uh, are, are some good reasons to come into court. I was going to say, now, when you get appointed, as you were a couple of years ago, do you have a choice as to what area you get assigned? Or is it? Uh, no. Uh, in, in fact, uh, the I found out what my assignment was through my News Gazette interview with Mary Shank that morning. She really? called. She says, uh, I'd like to talk to you about it. How do you feel about uh, being in charge of the family law division? And I said, well, it's news to me. I, I will take it on, and it'll, and it'll work. So yeah. I'll work diligently at it. So. Well, that can be, I know, uh, and you talked, uh, there are some happy things you're involved in, but also very difficult. I mean, uh, with divorces and, and custody or parent time, as you call it, um, those are emotional issues. They are. You're, you're, there's a recognition that the people that are in front of you are dealing with the worst day of their lives or describing the worst times in their lives, and they never expected in there, if you look at your life as a, a book of chapters, that, that really for it to go that way. But I, I'm there to look for the best interests of children and when, when no, that's involved and hopefully to offer some hope to those parents that they have to co-parent together for a long time and that they have an opportunity to still that, you know, they have a, a, a figurative pen in their hand to write into their own children's books mm-hmm. and that they need to write a good story for those yeah. children, that they need to just contribute and do their best and look out for them first and foremost, even out of their own hurt and difficulty mm-hmm. and circumstance. Yeah. There's a lot of anguish in those situations for sure. It definitely is, yeah. and it involves the whole family and every aspect of life, whether it be medical decisions, financial decisions, it involves all of it. Mm-hmm. Judge Sam Lamentato is with us, 919. We do have a caller for you. Uh, so here at 919, and I believe Kay is up with us. How you doing, Kay? Well, I'm doing great. Thank you for taking my phone call this morning. Along with some of the things that Judge Lemontado has said, I wondered if he could tell us a little bit more about the merit selection process and how he was actually appointed to this assignment. Mm -hmm. Okay. Very good. Thank you, Kay. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. Well, thank you, Kay, for that question. Uh, What took place was once... uh, Judge Ladd had announced her retirement. The Illinois Supreme Court process was to put out an announcement for any uh, qualified attorney uh, to apply for that position. And 
and many did at that time, including myself. So I knew I was at uh, a juncture where I thought I could uh, potentially serve well in that role, but did not know whether I'd be selected or not. Mm-hmm. The application's rather extensive. I think it was over 40 different uh, reference points that you, you had to make. And then uh, Justice Rita Garman set up a uh, blue ribbon committee of concerned citizens here in Champaign County. They checked on references, interviewed all the applicants, and uh, then uh, took public comment during that time. Justice Rita Garman interviewed me. The committee made a recommendation that I should fill this particular seat. Justice Garman agreed and uh, with that recommendation submitted my name to the Illinois Supreme Court. We're unanimously and in a bipartisan fashion they appointed me as the person to take this judicial seat over all of their applicants, including my opponent. Mm. Yeah, and some uh, numbers just came out. Uh, the judicial evaluations uh, conducted here recently is it the ISBA, I guess, that does that. Um, and based on this, uh, meets requirements in office, 96% integrity, 97.9%, impartiality, 96.6%, temperament, 95.8%, legal ability, 96.5 court management, 97.2. I don't know. I get those grades on a test. I feel pretty good. Those are those are good numbers, right? I, I mean, I'm very thankful for that. That mm-hmm. is, that comes about from the Illinois State Bar Association Judicial Advisory Poll, where these are practicing lawyers and and members that now this was in a theoretical uh, how they think I'm doing at that or I might do as a judge, but this mm-hmm. is after two years. And one thing particular about the family law area is there's no jury and i was a jury trial attorney i miss juries sometimes since all the decisions do fall on me and of course not everyone leaves getting rarely does ever anyone get everything they want uh, from it but after that i found that uh very uh i was i was very thankful that there was a recognition that uh, i'm doing the job that i'm supposed to do that i'm sticking to my oath to be impartial and provide a, a level playing field and treat everyone respectfully and fairly uh, and and somehow even an outcome that maybe is not ideal for that individual mm-hmm. if they've had their day in court and they feel like the judge has heard them that's that's the mm-hmm. where those those statistics come in and where those opinions came forward yeah and those are done uh, opinions of attorneys you said right they, they are they're yeah. they're given basically anonymously as as a member of the illinois state bar association as a practicing attorney for 25 years i, I traveled in over 30 counties mm-hmm. trying cases i was asked to complete those and your first question you're asked is do you know enough about this judge or judicial candidate to even comment nine times out of ten you just answer you'd have to answer no and mm-hmm. then you don't answer the rest of the survey but this is from respondents who said, I know enough. And, again, I'm very thankful that they came through saying, mm-hmm. uh, then I guess I, I'm getting an A+. a plus, So <laughs> I'm, I'm thankful for that. Yes, those are good numbers. And, the, and those folks would know because, as you said, they're in pretty highly charged, sensitive situations and as attorneys. Appear, they appear before me and have mm-hmm. consistently for two years. Mm-hmm. So they've seen the track record. So I, I view it as – the Illinois Supreme Court believed I was the best person for the job, and now that's been confirmed with actual experience of two years. Mm-hmm. Now, you had a, a law practice, right, for many years? I did, in town. right here in Champaign yeah. County. So I was a small business owner in that, and uh, was very thankful with the people that surrounded me and helped me in that uh, uh, that long tenure mm-hmm. here running 
my law, uh, my own law firm. Now, all of the judges, most of them, uh, have become judges. They were attorneys beforehand. I mean, that would make sense. Uh, do most attorneys would they like to be judges? Is that a typical? I mean, uh, or not? Or does, it, does it depend? I think it depends on mm-hmm. each individual. You, you find some attorneys who are very content doing what they do, and mm-hmm. and others that uh, they they aspire to be a judge, and, and that's that's their career goal. Mm-hmm. So. A lot of the folks that are on the this, the list uh, I've run across before very, I think very qualified people I've run into uh, before they were judges. I knew Brett Olmsted before he was a judge. Uh, you know, I run across Anna Benjamin before she was a judge. Uh, was always impressed with them and always thought, man, they might make a good judge. We have, and, <laughs> uh, we have a great group uh, over at the mm-hmm. Champaign County Courthouse, and that's uh, should be reassuring to the people of, of Champaign County that they have judges who are st- strictly following the law and they're, they're creating a, an atmosphere mm-hmm. where uh, they're providing a fair hearing yeah. for each individual. Do you get to see each other much, or are you pretty much go do your courtroom and – they do their courtroom, or is there a much? There's there's a lot of that, but there's mm-hmm. a, a good camaraderie in terms mm-hmm. of um, being willing to pitch in and help wherever uh, mm-hmm. that the need arises. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a good group to yeah, work with. I've heard there's a good vibe, good energy over there. It, it's mm-hmm. uh, the, it's a I, I couldn't ask for a better group to work with. Mm-hmm. Nine twenty six here with Judge uh, Sam Limentado. Uh, let's go back to the phones. Grace is with us. Hi, Grace. Good morning. Good morning, Brian. Good morning, Sam. Good morning, Grace. Yes, I'm wondering if you would briefly comment on what ways you've participated in uh, local civic uh, community groups and uh, also uh, worked, uh, if possible, uh, among schools here in the community. All right. Thank you for that, Grace. Thank you, Grace. Well, I knew once I was appointed that uh, I would be in a position to where whether it was going to be for the two and a half years before the election or then hopefully, and that's what I'm working for, m- many more years beyond that, but that I could use that service to uh, help out, whether it be to inspire or, or to bring hope. And certainly um, I've been involved with uh, Urbana High School is very close to the courthouse. And, and uh, Principal Nance, who's there, has created an anti-violence collective that he's uh, asked different people to be a part of and contribute. And uh, also at groups like Rotary, I've been in a very public way mm-hmm. uh, connecting with the people that I serve. I think that's important. It's important to, to do. To know who you're serving and what, and what their concerns are. And uh, certainly I, I always remind those groups that the work they're doing outside of the courthouse provides a lot more options. When we get to the courthouse, that's sort of our final stop. That's our, our final place of of decision-making for the rules we've decided as a society to live with. This is how we're going to interact with one another. And at the courthouse, you have basically now we have to apply and stop uh, where, where those rules have been violated. So it's, it's a little more challenging. But outside, if, if one thing I can say to someone in fourth grade, like I did at Leo School yesterday, uh, gives them hope, gives them, inspires them to to do something and know that there's a greater purpose for their lives and that no matter what circumstance they come from, that they can strive for something better, then that's, that's my goal. That is a more lasting mm-hmm. legacy I want to leave mm-hmm. than, than just simply what I do at the courthouse alone. 
928. Uh, David, hang on. Let me get to you right after this quick break. And we got some news, too. But uh, first, this time out with Judge Sam Lamentato. Back on, depending for your thoughts, 932. We've got news headlines coming up here in a moment. Brought to you by Blaine's Farm and Fleet, your ag headquarters. Hoping you get the job done right with farm supplies and equipment, fencing, feed, and more. Wisconsin-based and family-owned since 1955. A couple of more texts here for Judge Sam Limentado. We'll get to those in a moment. Uh, Dave is waited here. David, go ahead. Good morning, Brian. Good morning, Sam. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, um, I'm aware that... Uh, judges issue uh, they, they they sign what's needed for a search warrant uh, two quick questions i was wondering uh sam if since you're in family law are you involved in any of that process of signing warrants for for the police and second question you know why is it you really want to continue to be uh to serve as a champagne county judge okay thank you david well, I'll, thank you, David, for those questions. The, f- the first one in terms of uh, the consideration of, of search or arrest warrants, uh, the standard is probable cause, whether there's probable cause there. And early on, considering the community safety issues we've had in our county, uh, the need has been un- unfortunately great. Uh, frankly, before I became a judge, I thought the, the prospects of being woken up in the middle of the night um, to be asked to consider a, a warrant was minimal. Uh, sadly, that that's not very true here in Champaign County. Mm. It's not every night, not every weekend, but certainly just this weekend alone. There's, you know, I had uh, received a call at midnight. Would you consider one then? And then at six a.m., would you consider one for a different agency? And typically, yes, in the family law area, I wouldn't be dealing with search warrants. But certainly, as a sitting judge, for me, as part of my public service, I made it clear that. Uh, if there is probable cause, I will sign a warrant. If there's not, I won't. But I will not have uh, the process wait until daylight hours or business hours or until a, a judge is available. And I think that's the position of all my colleagues. But mm-hmm. uh, they certainly, I, I've made made it clear. And yes, I've, I've signed warrants in some uh, un- unusual places, including the county fair. And, uh, really? At, at, yeah. Uh, because of the need or, and and my availability, mm. so I'm thankful I can serve our public like that because they're they're urgent circumstances where there's individuals that need help mm. uh, immediately. And then as to the other issue as as to why I want to continue is the need is great, and uh, my concern from the very beginning was would I be a a good judge, and because I wouldn't want to serve if I wasn't, mm-hmm. and I believe I've done it. Uh, a good job. The Illinois Supreme Court thought I would do a good job. The ISBA advisory poll has confirmed that. That I and so I would like to continue to serve the people of Champaign County. And again, with all the support I've received, I think they want me to continue to serve as well. Judge Sam Limentano is our guest. We're honored to have him here with us up until the top of the hour. Paul Rudy on the money at ten. Justice Robert Steigman is tomorrow. By the way, he'll be with us. We'll move up to the appellate level. Uh, Nine thirty-five news headlines again from Blaine's Farm and Fleet. A lot of news on inflation this morning. Here's CBS. On a penny for your thoughts. Judge Sam Limentano with us here for the hour. We've got Paul Rudy on the money coming up. We're at 939, headed for a high of 
77. Is that right? 77. That's Southern California weather. That's nice. All right, Roost by Roger. They've been in business since 1985. Roger himself, Roger Ochiltree, 46 years of experience. Not a storm-chasing company. They're local, long-time pillar in the community. No down payment. They pay only when work is completed to satisfaction. Financing is available on the spot approval. Depending on the overall cost of the roof, most clients pay between 100 and 200 a month for the roof with financing. So maybe you're thinking, man, this is a little too much. Well, they can uh, finance it that way. Uh, they have enhanced warranties, of course, 50-year system warranty, GAF certified master elite installer. Great folks in the office, Janelle and Aaron, your first point of contact. They work with the insurance companies on handling the claims so you don't have to. Roofs by Roger, around since 1985. One of our sponsors here on A Penny for Your Thoughts. 940 at DWS. All right, here's a question I knew probably would come up. Uh, does the judge, uh, Judge Limitato, have an opinion about the Pretrial Fairness Act that will establish no cash bonds beginning in January of 2023? And another question asked that similar question. So, yeah, uh, tell me about the bonds and all of that. Well, th this rolls into the area and distinction between the judiciary and the legislative and executive branch that mm -hmm. as the judiciary, uh, we're not making policy. We're empowered by the legislation that that is there. So I often say that if I wanted to talk policy or, or, or the an opinion on mm -hmm. a statute, then I should run for legislature instead of being a judge. My oath yeah. is to support the laws of the state of Illinois. Right. But now this... Uh, you know, it's just starting to come to the public's attention, but this this statute that or that this uh, what's called the Safety Act has been passed since January 2021. It's supposed to take effect January 1, 2023. The most notable feature is mm -hmm. that we're abolishing cash bail here in Illinois, and we'll be the first state to try it on a statewide level. As judges, we've been told to to make it work, and we don't know yet how it's all going to come together and work um, from what i understand there's going to be five counties where starting october one they're going to test out the new procedures that are listed there but in essence uh it, it used you had more options uh, before january one as a judge to set bail mm -hmm. the actual cash bail and that is set based on the severity of the offense uh, prior records and even you take into account the income of the individual in front of you because obviously for one person, a $5,000 bond may be insurmountable, but for another person, it's it's very minimal. Mm -hmm. So you have to take that into consideration. But now, coming January 1, if the legislation is not postponed, if the effective date or it's not modified between now and then, um, that's when it takes place. And mm -hmm. it's it's a, it's a going to be a big change. Yeah. yeah. So you really don't know quite yet what the – or do you have a sense of what the impact could be? I mean, as far as process – or how how would that change what you do? Well, no, I I don't. Well, from a process now, when I that's not my main area, but I do cover mm -hmm. bond court here in mm -hmm. Champaign County mm -hmm. on the weekends. Every judge takes rotations. If someone is arrested Friday or Saturday night, then we come in and address what might be the conditions of release over the weekend. Mm -hmm. uh, I've described it in fact that it's you get a very short preview like a, uh, uh, you hear a little bit from the state's attorney about the arrest and you hear a little bit about the public defender uh, about maybe mitigating circumstances such as this person is employed this person uh, needs to be at work on monday morning or not a flight risk that's the yeah. absolutely yeah. and then you make that consideration then and there and now 
starting January 1, and this is very broad. There's a lot. This this was a 746-page bill, so there's a lot to it. Um, but now the idea is you either release an individual with a promise to return, just their signature, their, their promise to return, mm-hmm. or they're detained until they trial or until they plea. Right. It's very challenging. We have the presumption of innocence and don't know yet whether the people it's designed to maybe help or or to preserve yeah. that, whether it's going to hurt or help. Mm-hmm. And you have to balance that against community safety. Will it help or hurt community safety? So it's it's one of those scenarios we have to see how it plays out. Yeah. But this is where the, the voters need to be concerned uh, about every office they vote for. Right. And certainly that's why I think uh, judges are equipped to, to be elected less less frequently because we're if we're following our oath, we apply the law that's there. Right. Whatever legis- the law is. That's right. Yeah. And legislatures uh, are elected every two years in the thought that they would be more responsive to what the public wants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know talking to Julia Reitz before, she said her office learning what this could mean when it comes to her end on the prosecuting end. And she, she's ramping up. Uh, her office, the public defender is, the, the sheriff's department is, all law enforcement agencies are trying to figure out what different what this looks like. And the judiciary yeah. is doing the same. They've put together several committees statewide to try to implement it and, and prepare guidance for every county, including Champaign County. And mm. we're still waiting to see. We, we don't know whether are we going to need to be open now seven days a week or not. Mm. Don't know. Yeah. Well, I've watched too much law stuff on TV when I know TV doesn't reflect. But I always was kind of amazed how a judge, as you said, they'll come before the judge, the state's attorney, the prosecution will make their, here's what we think the bond should be. Defense attorney or public defender will say, no, it needs to be this. And the judge, just like that, comes up. I don't know, is there like a formula? You, you kind of, I mean, that's... Yeah, there are several factors yeah. you have to consider, but it is comes down to... Uh, the state of Illinois and the statute before, in terms of cash bail being there, left that to judicial discretion yeah. and and would provide guidance. They did a, a revamp of what cash bail looked like in 2017 to try to address uh, whatever inequities individuals perceived uh, in the process. And, you know, obviously we want it to be fair for everyone. But mm-hmm. again, it needs to balance the rights of the individual with the rights of the community yeah. as well. I know we have uh, really good attorneys here in town. Uh, as a judge, uh, do you know, I mean, do you say at the end of the day, you say, yeah, that attorney did a really good job. That attorney, uh, I don't know, maybe they could have made a better argument. I mean, is that, or do you just go case to case and once the case is done, it's out of your mind? I mean, well, that- some cases do stick with you because mm-hmm. of the gravity of, of the decision mm-hmm. or, or the intensity. Uh, certainly it's, it is challenging to and you don't want to second guess attorneys that are mm-hmm. there and, sure. and certainly in my position it's a little more isolating than it was when i was one of their colleagues when you were an that, attorney that yeah. right that right. you know we could we could go and talk and discuss the case afterwards i, I can't have that kind of ex parte conversation with right. a, uh, an attorney and go hey I'd, I'd lo- you should have yeah. done this you really that. blew it there yeah right whatever and, yeah. <laughs> and sometimes it's strategic you're waiting as a judge for a question to be asked you, I don't know what the full answer might be, so maybe that's a box that doesn't want to be opened. Yeah. But that, that's a dilemma. Sometimes you see someone who you believe has a very good case, and maybe it wasn't presented in a, in a the way that Effective it should way. have been. Yeah. And that's that's a challenge as a judge because I'm to be impartial and neutral, mm-hmm. and I can't be an advocate for either side. Right. 
I mean, they're counting on that. That's the way the system works. It should be, yeah. where, where that uh, ruling without fear, favor, or prejudice and being impartial strictly. Mm-hmm. All right, back to the phones here to Becky on with Judge Sam Limentado. How you doing, Becky? Good morning. Fine, thanks. Um, judge got my vote. The, uh, first question you already answered, and I already knew the answer, but I'm just curious as to what the judge's expertise was um, in his private practice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very good. Thank you, Becky. Thank you, okay. Becky, for that question. I practiced law for over 25 years. I, was a, I, I had my law degree from the University of Illinois College of Law, so that mm-hmm. was a great foundation to build upon. While I was there, I, I took enough uh, additional classes to qualify to sit for the Illinois uh, Certified Public Accounting exam. So which I took and passed, and it, it's funny how history changes, and that's part of what I've been telling students at different places when I get the opportunity to talk to scouting groups or, mm-hmm. or other organizations is that you need to prepare because you don't know what life will bring you. Now, certainly, that accounting background has helped me in, in sorting out families' financial matters, uh, at, at least knowing a little bit more about that. But my background was primarily on sur- traveling around the state for uh, uh, clients trying cases in front of juries in the civil litigation arena, hmm. so most often personal injury. Then, of course, I had a, a, a strong local practice, you know, having five kids in the community, being involved as a baseball coach and mm-hmm. basketball and other areas. Uh, the friends and family program, certainly people wanted me to be involved with their residential real estate and, and day-to-day issues, contract issues. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that provided a... Uh, a great place to stay in touch with with my community. So I I enjoyed the practice of law, and and I enjoy being a judge. I I believe that both are to be service oriented. Certainly, as a judge, it is a much higher public profile mm-hmm. because I do serve all the people of Champaign County, not just the people who are my clients. Mm-hmm. Sam Levantano is with us. We're back with more here. Another break, and then we'll have some final moments with the judge here in just a second. On a penny for your thoughts, Paul Rudy on the money coming up at 10. Judge Sam Limentado with us here this hour. The folks at the Champaign Public Library, great authors at the library. That event is full already. Doris Kearns Goodwin is going to be there September 29th. Uh, Lisa C. in April, Matt DeLapena coming up in November. If you're fired up about reading, kids and teens invited to join the Fall Reading Challenge or in prize uh, books. During the summer challenge, they awarded more than 4,000 prize books to kids and teens. Curbside service, you can sign up for a room. Uh, study rooms available. The Friend Shop Bookstore open Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday from noon to 3. Watch webinars, all available at the Champaign Public Library. Make sure you check out one of the great facilities in our area. By the way, there will be a forum, mentioned the law school, uh, tomorrow night, right, uh, for you and, and your opponent. Correct. At yeah. 6 p.m. tomorrow. That will be at the law school, and so uh, people can certainly, I think the League of Women Voters are a part of that, so... Another chance to learn about you and That's your right. background and everything. Usually judicial races are near the bottom of the ballot, so the opportunity for the public to learn a little bit more I think is very critical, mm-hmm. and that's why I've made it my effort to be out in public as much as I have. Yeah, uh, yeah you've been in a lot of parades. I, I certainly know that, have. right? <laughs> every, every parade I've seen you For the last two years. Been at, yeah. Now, um, this is uh, Champaign County only, right? It is. Voters? The, the right? voters of Champaign County will decide. Yeah. 
uh, because some races get search. decided by multi-county right? the, the, the entire sixth circuit, sixth circuit. technically i'm a judge in the sixth judicial circuit so mm-hmm. i could be assigned to other counties but uh, the the design is that i'm a resident circuit judge to serve there at the champaign county courthouse pri- primarily mm-hmm. in that particular uh, where you're a resident where, correct yeah in the county all right uh good morning brian and judge judge you're Running now, having been appointed through the merit process, how does your opponent or any opponent get on a ballot, Dave says? Well, they can choose to to do so. They basically have to collect uh, enough signatures to get on there. This is going back to the party affiliation. For this particular election cycle, uh, you, you'd either run it either as a Democrat or a Republican. You only needed 334 signatures to get on there. Uh, to run as an independent, you would need over 5,000 here in mm. Champaign County. Okay. So that's where the practicality kicks in. Yeah. And uh, anyone can challenge. And in this case, it's someone who has applied for the job, was not selected uh, where I was by the mm. Illinois Supreme Court. And mm. uh, now the, the voters have the opportunity to make that choice. And they have some information to compare, and uh, which a lot of races don't. Uh, mm. Other offices don't have the benefit of a, an advisory poll like you do here in a judicial race. Mm -hmm. And so that's a a public piece of information that's there through the Illinois State Bar Association, so people can take a look at that. Yeah, well, they certainly can do that. And uh, your website, people can go to, is that? JudgeLimitado.com, and of Mm -hmm. course, we're on social media as well, on Facebook and on Instagram primarily, Mm -hmm. uh, for both those in both of those sites. And it won't be long here. We'll start voting because early voting at the end of the month, right? That's correct. 16 yeah. days from now. Uh, yeah. and, you know, but who's counting, right? But exactly. <laughs> who's counting? Uh, and then uh, certainly 56 days till election day. Yeah. Had a question about uh, 10% of bond not being taken for court costs. That's more funding of the process, right? It really is. is. It what, goes yeah. back to, you know, the legislation and how there there may be some mandates out there and how that's going to be funded. That's not really falls in the area of uh, the judiciary to yeah. make that happen. Yeah, because somebody asked about taxes increasing due to that, but that's, again, that's not really your area. I'm, so. I, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not passing. I, I can't promise I'm not raising taxes. <laughs> so have you got cases today then? So you, I are, do. Yeah. I, okay. Every day we have, uh, yeah. it, it's a, one of the busier dockets uh, the, the family law area is. Yeah. So do you, uh, do you have cases every day or are there certain days – I mean, is your is your like weeks booked usually? Uh, weeks booked? are booked out very full. I have a couple of other judges to serve in my division as well that mm-hmm. uh, help out in different areas. And uh, so the the goal again is I you know I come from I've I've never served in government service before mm-hmm. until the, this opportunity. Mm-hmm. And so, but some of these elements that you bring in private practice, like efficiency and customer service, that's really still primary. We're not a for profit industry at the courthouse, but we are still I think. Justice delayed is often justice denied. So if we can be efficient and effective at the same time and give people a fair hearing, that's the mm-hmm. ultimate goal. Well, uh, Sam, I'm going to call you your honor or judge in the courtroom, but I guess here I can call you Sam. It, certainly. Is that that's, right? that's, uh, <laughs> the friends, when I got appointed, said that, do I call your honor? I said, if you do, you're in the wrong place. So <laughs> let's uh, let's keep it. Uh, this is the way to meet a judge outside of the courthouse. Right. Hey. Well, Sam, thank you. You're very much involved in our community, have been for a long time, and good luck with everything. Thank coming you. up this fall. And thank you for the time today. It's been very educational. So. I, I appreciate it. It's been my yeah. pleasure. Very good. Judge Sam Limitato with us here this morning on A Penny for Your Thoughts. The news is coming up. Paul Rudy on the money. Justice Robert Steigman tomorrow. So tune in for that. WDWS Champaign-Urbana.